Welcome back to the 80s. Hair was teased, the internet wasn't a thing, and phones had cords and were mounted to the wall. Join us as two old men and a Gen Z review our favorite horrible cheesy movies from the decade that brought you Breakdancing, Max Headroom, and New Coke. What is up, y'all? It is another fine episode of 80s Cheese Movie Review with Ma and her backup dancer. And I'm supposed to say Ta. Fine, say it. Ma and her backup dancers. La. Minus one. And her backup dancers, minus one. At this point, you might as well just let her do the opening. I know. Uh, For real, Dad. For real? Okay, I should let you order your own Burger King, too. How about no? No. Yes, she, she'll talk to thousands of people over the internet. I know I'm exaggerating, but All two, the people two people people behind the counter at Burger King? No, no, we can't talk to those people. No, that's that would be that, no. We can't. Obviously, we can't do that. I know, Dad. Give it the time. All right. So uh, today we are going to review the 1985 personal favorite of mine. Weird, Weird science. science. Uh, we're going a little bit of out, of out of order. We I know we were supposed to do Little Shop of Horrors this time, but uh, we're trying to line up a Jake daughter plus Law uh, combo with Little Shop of Horrors, and we have a better chance next time than we do this time, as we yes. understand it. Yes, so, because because right now she's in musical theater versus wanting to talk about musical theater. Very well. Uh, so we thought we'd just kind of switch that up a little bit. And today, which is great because I hate Little Shop of Horrors. It is <laughs> my least favorite movie we have on this list. What about Howard the Duck? Uh, I like Howard the Duck because it has Leah Thompson in it. So anything, anything with Leah Thompson I, it automatically shoots to something I want to see. All right, so don't yell, uh, at, don't yell at me. I'm gonna move my mic. But before we get to that, we are going to do some emails. Yepix for law. Yes, Yepix is alive and well and talking to us. Okay, so, good. Still uh, alive. He's still alive. <laughs> he's in the wastelands. Uh, another world. Another time. Oh, see, I'm so proud of you doing a dark crystal quote. All right, so. Uh, we're going to take, take care of some email first so you don't bug us I mean, about is, it. Is she, is she accusing um, uh, uh, Yepix of being Skeksis? <laughs> he was that time where he wouldn't send us an email. <laughs> yeah, he was on uh, Law's list for a little while when he wasn't yeah. sending an email. Was very, we, we were she, beefing for a she while. Was very, uh, she was very upset about it. Uh, so I, she asked me yesterday when I came out of the cast room, she goes, has Yepix sent an email? I'm like, yes. She goes, good. I'm no longer beefing with Yepix. <laughs> we're cool, Yepix. We're, we're cool, cool for we're, right now. We're, we're cool now, now that he sent emails to you. In fact, he sent three. Good. As uh, we should. So we're, we're going to go through them here uh, because uh, it's been a little while and we we need to check on some of that. Read them. So I will read them uh, and then we can get into the uh, the topic. So uh, Yepix writes. Hello, Law and her backup dancers. Just sending in an email to say I'm still alive, but I've been rather focused on work and health lately. Uh, plus, you haven't given me much content to work with, Law, oh. to send in emails because somebody hey. has a busy social schedule. Well, at least I have friends that live here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Most of my friends are across states. Uh, I well, you know, like Uncle Beef lives in Wisconsin. I, and, and, Wisconsin? Yep, Wisconsin. And, Wisconsin. Yeah, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. But he says Scanson. So, 
Uh, and Jake is all the way out on the East Coast, and operators in Minnesota, and wings Jesus. in Canada. So, uh, all my friend, all the and and Cam, Ken is in Tennessee, America. So yeah, we're spread all over, and oh, and it's today. rare that I get to see them. So and hey, we all have hey, lives hey, and stuff. Hey, I hey, most of the people in this world I would refer to as friends live at least two states away from me. Yeah, me too. Um, so it's, <laughs> except for, you know, I got some people close and local and stuff, but like my brothers, you know, people I would go help kill slash hide a body for, they're all several states away. Oh, I, I do have people that I socialize with, but they're Amanda's friends. Right. No, I've got some of that. They're Shannon's technical friends and, you know, I'm cool with them and everything like that. But my brothers, my brothers live in like Delaware and Wisconsin and Tennessee and, Wisconsin. and, and Minnesota. Wisconsin. Like those are my brothers. Okay. Yeah, I keep reading the email. Yes, law. All right. Hey, so, uh, she, and he's calling you out, law, for not doing enough. Well, movie review. sometimes I have things I'm doing today. <laughs> All right. I don't like you. I don't like you either, law. Mm. Mm. Read the email. <laughs> But as far as my health goes, uh, my hypochondriasm needs adjusting. My liver and kidneys are struggling, possibly being weird. And yeah, I've been struggling financially, too. Yeah, you and me both, brother. Everybody has in this economy. Uh, welcome to life after the pandemic. It's supposed to be great. Uh, anyway, in terms of who framed Roger Rabbit, that movie was released when Yepix was born. Oh, and wow. yeah, I know it makes me feel old. Naughty, just a tad. Why are you bleeping La's colorful language? She's just trying to express For herself. Why, why are you God. censoring your own daughter like a dictator? Uh, yep, I think, think it's because we don't want that little E. Yeah, we don't e. want the explicit tag on the cast. Otherwise, we get in trouble for uh, not La's exclusive language. Yes, <laughs> La's exclusive language. And we don't need any of that because we don't want an explicit tag on this. This is a family friendly show. Sure. Uh, P.S. Can Abby, uh, be Sprinkle Friend, uh, make a guest appearance on the cast, maybe with Beefy and O Longer Episodes, please? Well, uh, Abby... I'll bully Beef in front of her. She knows, she knows that, right? What? I'll, I'll bully Beef. Oh, yeah, no, everybody bullies Beef. It's it's kind of a pastime that <laughs> with we all Kansan? have. <laughs> I see you, Beef. Kansan. I see you. Uh, she does see Beefy. Um, so, uh, it, Abby being on the show is uh, entirely up to her uh, when she when she would want to come on, but I, she is more than welcome. I, I, if, if I understand correctly, the invitation has been extended. It has been. It has been. Beef is trying to bully her to come on 80s Cheese and talk with Lana. I'll bully her. I'll bully her. <laughs> I'll force her. Uh, Abby is a very nice lady. I'll She's, show up at her door and force her. She lives in Boston. I can fly. Can you? New? Okay. Uh, she's a very nice lady. We talk to her all the time on other casts. Um, and, again, you know, she's she's uh, she's a friend of the show. So um, we're trying to work that out, as as Jake has said, and that might happen eventually, whenever Beefy's on. Beef. Uh, thank you, Yepix, for you the first email. You have to say email. it right. Beef. There. There. Is that better? Yeah. Did I do it good? All right. Beef. All right. The next one's from our friend Jeff. And Jeff writes, hello again, Law, and her lovely and handsome and most generous and loving backup dancer. Okay, oh, calm down. I like Jeff already. <laughs> Jeff is a good man. No, Jeff. no, Jeff. Oh, Be yeah. for real, Jeff. It's, it's, no, 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 no. Let's read no, that again. No, hello, Law, no. and her and Law, lovely, handsome, most generous and loving backup dancer. That's four she, descriptions. He's obviously talking about Beef and Jake. 
<laughs> Would you keep call ready to email? I'm gonna mute your mic. All right. <laughs> keep up. I'm gonna plug it back in. Keep up the great. Keep up the great work. I'm dropping everything I do to listen to your cast every time it drops. Some of your best reviews are the ones that are over an hour and a half plus. <laughs> And yet, review of the film is less than ten minutes long. It's fine. It's almost we every don't, one we do. We don't need to talk do. about that, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to email in a suggestion, since Law has now been tempered in the '80s darkness. Catch what me. about the Last Unicorn from 1982? Oh, is it fluffy? It is actually yes. The Last Unicorn <laughs> is indeed fluffy, and she is indeed beautiful. Um, is it a person or a horse? Yes, she can. She can switch. Oh, that's scary. Yeah. Uh, I was born in the same year and grew up with that film. I remember being about five and finding it. I'd love to hear Law's reaction to it. Uh, Madam, gentlemen, please keep it. I remember correctly, that one was so sappy I wanted to throw up. I thought it was, well, it was in the same style as they did the animated version of The Hobbit. Do you remember that? Ew, I've never seen that. Yeah, um, that's that's not Rankin and Bass, is it? I don't remember. But it's almost that same style. It's very... Very American serious anime back in there. I don't think it's Don Bluth, but it's it's it might be Rankin and Bass. Keep reading the email. Um, he just says, "Please keep up the great cast." Huge fan from, from Canada, Jeff. You want me to read the first line again? Law and her lovely, handsome, most generous and loving backup dancers. Two Jake and Beef. No, that's that's me. I'm included in that. No, I am indeed no. lovely, handsome, generous, and most loving. Hey. Uh, <laughs> Considering the fact that uh, Law really doesn't even know what I look like, I think her judgment may be skewed. I know it doesn't you, matter. I know what Jake looks like. Yeah, she's right there. She's seen pictures. These pictures right there. I know. Oh. <laughs> we'll take that, Jake. Yeah, his picture is right there. <laughs> his picture's right there. Isn't there a picture over there somewhere? Yeah, it's right there. <laughs> that is literally a picture of Jake wearing a hat. All right, so. <laughs> Slay, Jake. Slay, Jake. She, she loves the hat, apparently. Slay. <laughs> Um, I uh, I am a big fan of the Last Unicorn. I think I I don't know if Law would like it or not. To be honest, I would like it because I could criticize it. Well, I mean, we can definitely add it to the list. Absolutely. Uh, it was. I remember watching it at the time, and it was I was I don't know six seven years old when I saw it. Um, it was kind of serious and grown up, and I always was like wondering like why the Last Unicorn was. So scared, right? Because she's a magical creature, and she's obviously, you know, she has this power that she doesn't understand what it is. And then I realized later on that he was going to kill her. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, it was it was an excellent movie. Law, I think you might actually like that. Read one. another epics. Read another epics one. No, we we've got one ahead of epics. Ooh, who's that? Uh, ghostly slime and Akira slides or Akira. Ooh. Uh, this is from Gunner. Hello, all. Gunner here with another letter. You're more than right to hold off on heavy metal. Granted, I watched it during that summer. I binged all seven police academies. Not worth it. I would totally agree with that. <laughs> uh, once you get past the first police academy or two, it's it goes downhill. Um, not that I uh, don't appreciate any movie with Steve Gutenberg in it, but mm, not so much. Actually, uh, after I, I after think... a while, I don't think he was in it anymore. 
Uh, by the time he made it to four, I think he four may have been his last. If not, it was after. It was yeah, after that. He's just like, yeah, I got other things. Um, go go, no, go call I, Bobcat Goldthwait. He, uh, no, actually, that's what I was gonna say. Uh, it, that's what you have to. The other thing you have to love the Police Academy movies for is for introducing us to Bobcat Goldthwait. Oh, he was so good. Uh, you don't even know who that is. Actually, yeah, you do know who that is. <gasps> I do. Yes, he was in one of your favorite John Cusack movies. Oh, he's so cute. Oh, yeah, that's right. He was one of the Stork Twins. He was one of the Stork Twins. The one with the weird voice. He hit you. Oh! Yeah, and then he took a chainsaw to the Ferrari. Slay. (laughs) Slay, yes. Uh, So I know Ghostbusters is on the list, and I assume Ghostbusters 2 is on as well. I got to ask, though, has anyone played the Ghostbusters game? The good one. No, uh, I played I play Luigi's Haunted Mansion. Is that close? Uh, it is not. Um, the it one is with the Haunted ca- Mansion. <laughs> the one with the cast of the movie released in 2009 that got a remaster in 2019. If not, I suggest giving it a shot. Also, got another one that I'd be surprised if it isn't at least considered for the list. 1988 Akira. Uh, once again, probably a matter of it being too much but at least it needs a mention i don't think akira is too much i think it's very serious it is very serious it's it's one of those ones where uh if nothing else i've been trying to force my kid to watch it i mean she's an animation student and she hasn't seen akira it's kind of like how how no (laughs) yeah mm, it's real it was required like when i went to art school in the very late 90s I graduated in 98. It was required watching, and uh, I took four animation classes. In Animation 3, they sat us down and made us watch it uh, just for just for the the effects and, and how... It, and That and Don Bluth. We did a, a Don Bluth study, you know, like Secret and M and that kind of thing, uh, just for different animation effects and styles. And I, I got to tell you a lot, it is one of the cornerstone foundations of modern anime it is it is a oh lord no the, i'm serious well, it's modern a animation film. in and of itself i yeah. mean you you let's put it this way a lot you don't get to spider-verse without akira right that's scary because <laughs> spider-verse is your favorite isn't it spider-man yeah it's spider-man but, you guys say like but, but even but even some of the techniques that they were using and the way that they were using you know if you're not using full-on 3d animation there are techniques that you're using that you know she for life of me i can't remember the name of the of the the guy who who did it but um there is stuff that people are still doing today the type of effects that he did the way he was moving cells around and stuff of that nature it, it's it's amazing it really is. The, the I mean, story is borderline nonsensical. I will give you that. But there's the visual to it is stunning. I don't think it's nonsensical. It is that's Rankin said, and Bass, said, by the way, for The Last Unicorn. I, well, I, and that's why I said it's borderline. Now, I mean, the idea of the, the biker gang trying to save their friend, of course, that makes perfect sense. What's going on behind the scenes with Akira and the rest of that stuff? Yeah, that's, that's a little bit on the um, meta side <laughs> I, uh, I i i don't think i'd go as far as saying nonsensical i'd say it's highly improbable however um 
Well, I, okay, watching I'll Tetsuo go insane with power is is probably one of the most chilling things they've ever put on anime. What are we talking about? Uh, Akira. <laughs> Akira. Um, well, okay, I'll I'll put it to you, I'll put it in this way too because it, it's the same way I play explain like the storyline to Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon. It's done with a different sensibility than we're used to here in the United States. This much is true. This much is true. Um, that we don't have storylines like this. So so, but sh- should I add this to the list? Oh, absolutely, Akira. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no. Uh, we'll we'll make her watch. I'll put it under. I'll put it under sci-fi. It'll probably be three years from now, but yeah. Uh, when your friends discover it in high school and college, you will have already seen it. And you'll be like, ah, yeah, no, I've totally seen that. Yeah, I know. It's so cool. You know, like when it's cool when you when you find good music one day, and you go, oh my god, yeah, you will have been exposed to all of it and be like all cool and stuff. So That's yeah, goofy. no, I'm. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Uh, it'll be like, um, oh God, um, <laughs> I only found out what good music was a couple of years ago. You know, like uh, it's it, you're you're gonna be that way. It's gonna happen anyway. Uh, another one from Yepix. He says, in response to my previous email, I misread my test results. My kidneys are fine, but everything else is the same. <laughs> Getting my liver tested, I may need an ultrasound. Um, Slay. Yepix is having some some fun. Put down the cheeseburger. <laughs> Hamburgers. Herbergerd. Herbergerd. All right, so Yepix writes again on our last email. Hey, Sean, I stumbled upon a video about some USSR films, and I thought I would recommend a few from the 80s, but your podcast, uh, for your podcast, because although they may have a message, they're most certainly cheesy. Uh, and he lists some uh, movies here from the 80s that are... Russian, and no, none of those are going to be going on the list. If we don't even... Do do you know any of them? No. Hard to be a god. No, none of that stuff. Oh, there's links. What are those? Those are the links to the movies I was just reading about. Put your phone down and pay attention to the cast I am paying attention to things. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, no, no. Take Uh that. How about them apples? Keep reading. (laughs) You know, you better be glad you're cute. I I am. Uh, you know, I, I know we haven't quite gotten there yet to picking out our, our next arc, but I, I, I'm going to put a vote in that we can discuss when the time comes that I think it's about time we did a Schwarzenegger arc. Schwarzenegger. Oh, an Arnie arc. We're going to oh, do yeah. an Arnie Jake. arc for you. No, no, no. I, I, no, no. This is the classic um, 80s American, this funny thing is because he's Austrian, hero. America! Get to the chopper! What? Oh, you're going to love it. Let off some steam, Bennett. Yeah, oh. fix, send help. Oh, you're going to do you Predator. Beef, send help. Yeah, fix, oh, hello? Ken? It's going to be so Ken, good. I know I bullied you, but help! Ken! <laughs> Ken! <laughs> I don't think Ken listens anymore. He doesn't pay attention. He's He's busy living his best life. All right. Ken needs to get on this thing. So, with that intro, we are now on to the 1985 smash hit Weird Science, which I got to say, just from the outset, well, you know, it's funny you mentioned the music, because this the soundtrack for this boingo, is... Boingo, boingo! Yeah, boingo, boingo, Kim Wilde, Wall of Voodoo, OMD, 
Van Halen, Cheyenne, Rat. Rat. Uh, this has an amazing only like there are some songs lot that like if you if you remember them from from the eighties, if you were there during the eighties, you remember them with this scene in cl- just clear mind, like the scene where where uh, why or Gary pulls up in the Ferrari and tenderness starts to play from General Public. <laughs> uh, General Public also on this, um, which their album is in the room, just like stashed, you know, like where you can see it and everything like that. But tenderness plays in it, and they get out, and he just kind of is walking. Um, the girl to or Hill or Deb, Deb yeah, Deb. Deb to to her house and everything. He's like, I'm not that cool. I'm not, this isn't my car. That is burned in my brain, just like in Sixteen Candles, which is one that I think you would actually like. Um, it's got another kid from the the Outlanders. Is it John Cusack? No, it's not John Cusack, well, but it does have Matt Dillon from the Outlanders. Can we just talk Outsiders. about how the nerd from Breakfast Club and, is so cute? And, yeah, and it's all Anthony Michael. I was gonna say Anthony, Anthony Michael Hall. Candy. Anthony Michael Hall. <laughs> Anthony Michael Hall. Sixteen but Candles. Did, uh, another did, John um, Hughes film. Did John uh, Hughes just have a thing for Anthony Michael Hall? Yeah, he well the that whole thing was called the Brat Pack and and like Emilio Estevez, Anthony Michael Hall, Charlie Sheen, all those kids, uh, Matt Dillon, who was also like I said in the Outsiders for to you, John, John Cusack. Cusack. I know you like John Cusack. So cute. Um, so but you you have this like uh, there's a scene at the end of Sixteen Candles that the Thompson Twins, if you were here, plays, and I, I still whenever I hear that song, I still remember that scene. Whenever I hear Tenderness by General Public, I remember the scene from this movie. Weird Science can come on any anywhere, and I will remember this movie. It it just it, it has an unbelievable soundtrack, uh, which I know you don't care about, but it's no, sort of no, the I same don't. as no, like when you hear uh, Biggie. And playing in, in, in the oh. Into the Spider-Verse. Oh. Right. You go, oh, my God, that's the Spider-Man song. You you associate it with that Good movie. Good man. I prefer What Up Danger. <laughs> what Up Danger is excellent. Uh, but this movie, uh, it was part of that John Hughes. John Hughes is the guy who wrote Michael and directed Hall, this. When he was young, Anthony Michael, Michael Hall. You liked him? He was cute when but he was nothing young? nothing will ever compare to, to John, John Cusack. Cusack. I know. I Two dollars! <laughs> Save him! Two Save him! Uh, but for me, this movie had something that will never compare, which is Kelly LeBrock. Lisa. What about Leah Thompson? Uh, Leah Thompson is okay. special because of it for a different reason. Leah Thompson. Uh, uh, Leah Thompson Lisa? was a was a face. A, a no, well, a Leah Thompson was. Hope. Okay. Well, no, I was gonna say Leah Thompson had at least the fantasy of being attainable. Yeah, Kelly LeBrock wasn't attainable for absolutely anybody, and everyone knew it. Okay, okay. I'm I'm having a '80s brain fart. Was she the one dancing on the hood of the car for the um, no. White Snake videos? No. Okay. Yeah. That was, um, oh my God, I even talked to her once. Um, hold on. Talk amongst yourselves. Hold on. There's people screaming at their. <laughs> well, as I said, this is, uh, this is one of those ones I should know, but I, I can't seem to. I'm put, having, I'm you know. having. Kim Cattrall. Or no, not, uh, Tawny Katane. No. Kim, Tawny, Tawny Katane. That's, that's. I correct. actually there talked to her on a, on a cast one time. She, she's fantastic, by the way, in every way. It was, I guess. She passed away, uh, I think. Um, but uh, there, Kelly LeBrock was my idea of a fantasy woman. 
Like if if and, and it's funny that they fed all these things into her, right? Like all the and pictures of herself in there and all that kind of thing. But but it was a, a perfect movie for a, a teenage boy. This was a teenage boy fantasy, right? Weird science. <laughs> Like, I'll create the perfect woman, and she'll have magical powers, and she'll be into me for no apparent reason. And, you know, all these things. Because I'm goofy. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. You know, it also had Bill Paxton in it. Uh, and and young Tony Stark. Evil Tony Stark. Yeah, well, this was young evil Tony Stark. But young yes. evil Tony Stark. <laughs> he and was his, evil his, in this one. His accomplice, um, George Washington, Jeffrey Dahmer. <sighs> Simba. That's the only thing you remember Shut from up. Die Hard is yes. renaming the bad I guys. I love them, bro. I was like, I, I was, bro. I, I'm bro. No, you're you're never gonna be my bro. You're no, gonna... I'm not. Dad, father. No. no. Um, Dude who controls bro, your phone. Bro is just like vocabulary. It doesn't actually mean anything. I'm not calling you, bro, because you're not gonna be my bro, Dad. No. Thank but, God. <laughs> <laughs> I know, thank God. Yeah. But literally, Tony, the evil Tony Stark, and then Jeffrey Dahmer when he died. Rest you in know, peace, Jeffrey Dahmer. You're, you're not Simba, right. George Washington. There was another one. Oh, anorexic Thor. He slays. <laughs> Love anorexic Thor. Love that for you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well. Well. Uh, well, that being said, did you see, uh, Sean, that uh, when you mentioned little Steve Bennett, that Bennett's in the movie? I in know. This movie? Yeah. <laughs> He's the head of the uh, psycho bikers at the end. Yep. Yep. And uh, you know what? There's there's a uh, and they did actually get the guy from you don't know this movie, but Road Warrior. There's a guy who yes. wanders around. They and, and John Hughes was like, man, I really want that a guy like that. And they went and just said, well, how about we just go get the actual guy? And they, they went and got the actual guy. Hey, can you just do this? Um, and sure, why not? Bill Paxton is in, uh, speaking of Arnie, he's in, what is it, uh, Predator or Commando or whatever it is? Uh, um, uh, God, he's in an Arnie movie. Um, I don't know which Arnie movie he's in. No, he's not he's in, in Commando. No, he's um, not Commando. It's well, he was in Predator 2, but there's no Arnie in Predator 2. Oh, um, he was in Aliens. Aliens. Oh, no, no. The Terminator. He's the first person that, That's uh, he's right. the guy that he's in the uh, Arnie rips the heart out of. Yeah, I think <gasps> so. Hold on here. Hitchhiker in there. Dark. Commando. Oh, he is in a Commando. Bill Paxton's in Commando as the intercept officer. He's in oh. the Terminator as the punk leader. Yeah. You know, uh, this is the first time we've actually talked about the topic for a little bit. Uh, let's see here. I forgot he was in Stripes. Yeah, he's in Stripes. Uh, he's in he's in a bunch of stuff. I mean, Bill Paxton was a legend. Seriously. Well, I, I think the best part of the trivia that I read on this was the fact of how hard everybody, how hard of a time everybody had staying in character when he was on set. Yeah, <laughs> you could watch. Everybody like cracking up when he's like when he's yelling at at the you know he has the girls and the boys lined up and he's yelling at everybody and only Kelly LeBrock is keeping a straight face, but but Anthony Michael Hall is just back there just cracking up. <laughs> and they kept it in the movie. They're like, yeah, I can't. With I his can't cute self. Oh no, it's it's it was he was so funny. Cute. I, this is the first time I've ever noticed his haircut. It's a combination between a flat top and a pompadour. It was kind of like... What's a pompadour? 
Pompadour is that old like uh okay, your your favorite movie, The Outsiders, all of the slick back haircuts where everything is uh so pulled cute. back into what they call a ducktail in the back of your head. Mm-hmm. That's a pompadour. That's so cute. But you but you if you didn't notice, uh Chet has a pompadour and a flat top. Ew. It's... I know the Chet's bit like a freaking depressed radish. Microwave <laughs> <laughs> hey, spoon. It, it hey was... dudes. Hey dudes. Yeah, it was totally yeah. rad, dudes. <sighs> I mean, this had uh, one of my favorite Porsches, a 928, a front-engine Porsche. I actually had one of those for a period of time. Oh, you lucky dude. Now, now that being said, it wasn't painted. It was only primered, <laughs> and, the ins- and the interior was gutted, but I had one. Yeah, I have not. I've, I've had co-ownership of a 944. That is the best I can do on a Porsche front. And I had to rebuild the clutch on it, and I will never own another Porsche because of it. <laughs> oh, okay, having driven several of them, uh, they've got they've got what, in my opinion, now I've been told because I've never driven one that the Ferraris are worse. But as far as just being a pain in the tush clutch to drive, oh yeah, the Porsches, oh my God, they're they're pretty terrible. It, they're terrible to drive and terrible to rebuild. Uh, well, it, everything else that I've ever driven with a clutch ever since then feels like I'm just literally dropping the clutch and putting stomping on the gas, comparatively speaking. Yeah. Um, they're they're terrible to rebuild the clutch on a on a Porsche 944. Now I will say that uh, I did work on a Ferrari 308, and it was by far the worst car I have ever had my hands on. I I, I love the look of the car, but it is terrible to work on. Uh, but but you didn't know that back then. Like it, back in the 80s. I mean, like that Ferrari that 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 Gary was driving around probably only made 200 horsepower, maybe 225 tops. <laughs> tops. That's okay, cause Who's Gary? Gary? Who's Gary? <laughs> that was my favorite. I love that. Well, it's like, what happened? I'm like, Lisa fixed them. They they don't remember him anymore. Chillers. <laughs> my grandparents are in the closet. Do you know how disrespectful that is? <laughs> Wyatt, your kitchen is blue. Like Wyatt is so overloaded. It doesn't even register that his kitchen's blue. He's like, Lisa, what are you doing? You know Your like, kitchen's or, blue. Or the fact that he goes down the stairs in Lisa's underwear. Right. You know, like it's life for that. <laughs> what would you two maniacs like that? Now, I have and have had for Beef got it for me years That's ago. You got that quote. Yes. What would you two maniacs like to do first? Yes, that's where I got that quote. Oh. Uh, you. <laughs> so when Lisa comes out of the bathroom for the first time with the red in the background and the bathroom door explodes, Beef got me an anime um, art rendering of that moment in the movie. And I nobody got the joke. But for years, it hang, it hung right beside my bedroom bathroom door. And nobody, I put it there for years, nobody got it. Because you were hoping that Kelly LeBrock was going to come out of the bathroom door? I've been hoping Kelly LeBrock would come out of a bathroom door since <laughs> 1985. No one got it but Casey. Okay. Like, no, it's never happened, it's never going to happen, but I I still maintain hope, okay? But, like, if you want to get, like, real, if I ever had the sexy AI, you know, artificial girlfriend, it, would be, it wouldn't it would be a Lucy Lubot. It would be Kelly LeBrock. 
It would. <laughs> It'd be Lisa, and her name would be Lisa. Poopia uh, Thompson, I guess. Yeah, oh, over yeah, for for this, yeah. No, for this, yeah. Um, and she'd have to have an English accent, just like Kelly. Uh, she was actually named for the Lisa that uh, Apple may or, or Steve Jobs made. Uh, it was a computer. You don't remember it because you weren't born yet, but uh, he made a failed <laughs> attempt at a computer, named it after a daughter he estranged, and uh, it was they carried it over because I think the Lisa came out a couple of years or when he was writing this movie, and he, he just named her Lisa. Uh but yeah, I had that. Now it stood beside, or it hung beside my bathroom door for years. Nobody got the joke. Everybody was in and out of the room. I didn't say anything. I was just waiting for somebody to get it. Nobody did. Except for Casey. Casey did actually. That's true. Your friend Casey, and I don't know a how she got that it was a weird science <laughs> reference. Because she watched the movie with her dad. I cannot believe Casey got it. She's like, oh, that's Lisa. And she's beside the bathroom. That. Actually, you're right. She's the only one who got it. A 13-year-old girl got the Kelly LeBrock <laughs> weird science reference uh, hanging beside my bathroom. But other than that, there's been adults in that room paraded in and out. Shannon, for years, has seen it, didn't get it. Nobody got it except your friend Casey, which is Kick weird now that I think about it. Can we can we talk about the bar basically filled with all the extras from Shaft? <laughs> yeah, there's uh, there's quite a few folks in there. Uh, the janitor from Breakfast Club was also at the bar. Um, Carl Carl was at the bar. Uh, he was the the guy pretending to be Spanish. Um, <laughs> it was it was actually a, a lot. now Breakfast Club was being filmed at the same time Weird Science came out. Uh, yes, that was both John Hughes's films. Uh, Law. He's and done several. An- and Anthony Michael Hall was in both of them. Anthony Michael Hall was in both of them. He's a cute in both of them too. Uh, well, yeah, he he was uh, quite quite popular in the mid '80s. Um, it took uh, a little while to to kind of live those those movies down, but uh, Sixteen Candles, Breakfast Club, it, you know, and Weird Science. I know he's probably one of those people similar to like a. Uh, Rupert Grint or something like that, who made enough money as a kid that really didn't need to work much as an adult. You know, I know he's been in a few things here and there. He's, he's had in Warehouse shows. 13, as a matter of fact. Uh, exactly. Who? But but at the same Same-time time, he's he's not what he's one of those ones that by the time he'd done all of those movies as a kid. Uh, yeah, he, he he's not hurting. Is he does he have um, Tom Cruise money? No. Is he hurting? Uh, unless he's gone the track of um, Nicolas Cage, he's not hurting at all. Who's Anthony Michael Hall in Warehouse 13? Uh, he is, uh, I cannot remember his character's name, but he's one of the bad guys. He's the guy who kills um, uh, Jinx. What? Yeah. Whoopsies. He kills Jinxie. Uh, there's, well, you know, and... I mean, Bill Paxton obviously went on to have a famous career. Robert Downey Jr., I mean, at this point... Does it get he's, more famous? Yeah, I mean, at this point in the movie, uh, or in 1985, most of it, the proceeds to anything he does is going straight up his nose. Uh, but True. Years later, you know, you get him a couple of handlers, get him a wife to calm him down, you get him some other things. He's, he's reasonably good now. But uh, back in the day... 
uh, he was kind of a wild and crazy guy. And whoever, like, if you're a teenage girl, you do not pick Wyatt over Robert Downey Jr. You don't. Well, uh, until Wyatt goes and saves you from a, you know, mutant biker. Yeah, I, yeah, I still don't think more girls are wired that way. I think they take the hot guy. I think they still take the hot rich guy. But Wyatt's cute though. Is Wyatt cute? Yeah. Who's cuter, Wyatt or or Anthony Eddie, Michael Hall? Anthony. Gary. Gary's cuter. Yeah. Okay. Yes, but Wyatt wears women's underwear. <laughs> but nobody is as cute as, as John, John Cusack. Yeah. I know. John Cusack's like your Leah Thompson. He's so cute. He's so cute. <laughs> we need to get say anything. You're gonna flip out over that movie. And and the little bear. I know. She rejected the little bear. I know. Poop her. You would you would have taken yeah. uh, John Cusack's little bear. Yeah. Yeah. You would have you would have held on to that for a little while. He's so cute. <laughs> I made you buy one. Yeah, <laughs> you did. She make may, me buy she, one. she may have rejected the little bear, but he got Monique. That's true. And Monique should have gotten the little bear. Oh, she got a lot. Uh, she got um, she got everything he was able to give during the rest language of the summer. lessons. Yeah, language lessons. Yeah. And a sixty nine. Any woman like and that, see, it's not fair because the eighties gave us an expectation of what women were like, and women are not like that. <laughs> they do not. They do not help you work on your Camaro and then love to make out and then teach you how to ski. Like there's no like that's no women don't do that. However, um, Kelly LeBrock. Shortly after her 80s stint, she became so famous, so popular. She was already a model. She was already, um, she already did a bunch, you know, a couple of movies. I think she did uh, The Woman in Red with Gene Wilder and a couple others. And then she just disappeared for 30 years. Uh, apparently, she went out to a ranch in California and just lived in the wilderness, um, preferring not to be anywhere near Hollywood. Which can't imagine why I can't eat. Well, she had more sense than most of Hollywood would be my guess. I mean, that's just kind of common knowledge, I guess. But uh, it's it was very weird because she was as famous as famous comes law and then just disappeared completely. Yeah, no, completely. She was gone. Um, But other than that. Uh, most of the John Hughes movies were so popular and they did so much so quickly and just became part of the 80s lexicon. Like uh, all three of the big um, warehouse or not warehouse, uh, John Hughes movies uh, were insane as far as their their contribution to the 80s. Kabow, 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 kabow. Yeah. Yeah. Jake, wh- what's your favorite John Hughes, Jake? Uh, that's a tough one. Let me look at the list here for a second, because I did have it up for a second ago. My favorite John Hughes movies. I mean, Weird Science is definitely towards the top of the list. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if it's the top. But see, but see, the, are we talking about the ones that he wrote or the ones that he directed? Because he wrote a ton. Yeah, I mean, I guess the ones that he wrote and directed. I mean, because we're just talking about the ones that he wrote. Um, I'm going to go with Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. <laughs> I forgot it. Um, if you'd have asked me when I was a kid, I'd have told you Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Uh, unfortunately, as an adult, I watched that and realized what a jerk Ferris Bueller was. 
Yeah, put this. He's not a jerk. He's just um, he gets away with everything. Well, and I'll give you the same advice, Johnny or uh, Charlie Sheen said. You know, well then his problem's not Ferris. His problem is you. <laughs> like, what do you care what he gets away with? He should be focused on you. It's the fun. I- <laughs> <laughs> Gotta break up the tension. Uh, Sixteen Candles was also a big one for me when I was a kid. Yeah, Sixteen Candles was cool. I mean, it also had Anthony Michael Hall and Matt Dillon from The Outsiders. And John Cusack. No, John Cusack oh. wasn't in that. He wasn't part of the Brat Pack. Um, you know, like, Can we like watch if you the John Cusack movie. We'll we'll work on that the next time. Um, He's so cute. He didn't do much else until the '90s. That's the problem. I mean the I mean as far as writer, um, he's done a bunch. I'm just looking. Oh my god, I can't believe he did the beat the beat uh, Beethoven movies. Drillbit Taylor, Home Alone. Well, he Home wrote Alone? a ton. Made in Manhattan. He wrote. He was. He wrote Home Alone. Or he was in Home Alone. I mean, uh, Flubber, 101 Dalmatians, Miracle on 34th Street, the one in 94. Uncle Buck. Um, uh, yeah, Uncle Buck, Curly Sue, I mean, Dutch. I mean, he, did, he, all the, the, he did all the Molly Ringwald movies as far as writing them, like Pretty oh, and yeah. Pink and all that stuff. Yeah, Ferris Bueller. Like, in the, in the mid-'80s, he had a freaking run, right? Like, Some Kind of Wonderful was a John Hughes movie, which is one of my favorites. That's also one of my uh, girls. He, he, he wrote National, Lamp- National Lampoon's Vacation. Yep. European Vacation. He wrote Weird Science, Pretty yeah. in Pink, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, The Breakfast Club, Mr. Mom, 16 Candles, National Lampoon's Vacation, uh, not to just the European one, Delta House. I, there's. He wrote, he wrote Dutch, which, yeah. you know, uh, how we did not get more movies with Ed O'Neill, I have no clue. There are a. T- I mean, the man was a prolific writer. I mean, he wrote 53 movies. He produced 27 of them and directed eight. Uh, it, it, if you could say the 80s and 90s were largely shaped, as far as cinematically, by, by by movies that he did. Now, some of them aged better than others. I'll be completely honest with you. But it, it it's one of those areas where you look at it and go, wow, I didn't know he did that. Wow, I didn't know he did that one. I didn't know he did that one. It was, it's just, I don't know when he found the time, to be quite honest. He he wrote Weird Science in two days, as I understand it, uh, as part of the trivia. Yeah, I, 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 with that said, he, he, Weird Science wasn't exactly, you know, Dostoevsky. No. Well, it did have Kim Nalen, or Kim Malin in it, who was a planner, uh, Playboy centerfold. Um she was the girl who got her clothes sucked off and then shot out a chimney. Wow. Oopsies. Yeah, and the best part about it is she did that herself. <laughs> no, there was, there was no stunt person. They shot her ass out the chimney. Excuse me. They shot her tush out the chimney. <laughs> but she really was topless in it because they they got her because she was willing to be topless. But that's her. That's Kim Malin. You got to blow and, a jate in an A. Yeah, and, and there's a reason they focused on her because everybody, like, they wanted to stop and let people see, yes, it really is Kim Malin. Here she is, and as soon as you knew she was going to she was gonna go out, it's like, oh, okay. Um, it, it's, they had a couple of, of weird 
things happen in this movie that just like people were like, what? Um, the, the decisions or the reviews were split as far as who liked it and who didn't. But Kelly LeBrock being a, a computer generated, which I love when they broke into the, the governmental computer area and, and you, you've got an eyeball and a, and a clock and a E equals MC square and all it that. It is giving 80. I, I want to know what was behind the skull and crossbones though. <laughs> Wait a minute, because if that if that uh, route got them Lisa, what would the skull and crossbones have gotten them? Defa. Uh, she would have been a significantly more militant than she was and no, less playful. No, if, if it's Lisa, then it should be Defa. Defa. Yeah, if it was cross and. Oh, I I was thinking rather than Lisa, and I I know that La probably won't get this reference, but instead of Lisa, you'd get Lilith. Lilith. You don't even know when that's funny, do you? Nope. <laughs> you are, Sounds like a horror movie, Nina. You Lilith. are adorable. It should be. Oh, so cute. <laughs> okay. Every Lilith I've ever want, I've ever met, I've had a crush on. Ew. But that's not surprising. Ew. I'm not kidding. Hi, I'm Lilith. <sighs> no. Elizabeth or Lily? Pick one. No, not Lilith. Lilith. Lilith is a. It's a. It's. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. It's a biblical name. What's it mean? Unwanted. Eve was the Eve was the one that got Adam and Eve kicked. Oh, she was she had enough sin and evil in her to get Adam and Eve kicked out of um, the the Garden of Eden. Whoops. Lilith was there before Eve and got herself kicked into hell. Whoops. Yeah, and then they were like, you know what? We need somebody a little bit more. I don't know. Evil. Gentle than that. Uh, we're gonna take Adam's rib and we're gonna make a woman, and then. It's gonna. She's gonna be a little different than Lilith. Cause Lilith was a little hardcore. Lilith was a. Yeah, that's, unfortunately, they got Eve, and Eve was a little bit on the gullible side. So. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. That's just such a character. Just <laughs> a final countdown. Pipe it up, Nene. Surprise! <laughs> surprising enough, Europe did not have a place in this movie. Uh, although a lot. I know. Of, I'm gonna write to them and complain. You're gonna write to John Hughes. That's gonna be a little tough at the moment. Well, is he dead? Yeah, he's not around anymore. Damn. <laughs> well, I can ask Lilith yeah. to give it. I uh, know. Wait, I can. Ask your, your letter, your letter will get to him right about the same time as your letter gets to Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's easy because I can just. He, uh, in fact, he passed away before you were born, August six, two thousand nine. Well, mom's Santa Claus, so I could just give my mom to the, my letter to mom, and then mom can go give it to him. I'm sure that will work. Yeah. 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 Hey, uh, about that time, that that that's that's when I told my kid when she asked about that that I promised her that there was a jolly bearded fat man bringing her presents for Christmas. <laughs> and were you jolly, sir? On Christmas? Who isn't? <laughs> you know, that is true. Lilith. That is true. Look, I, I, I'm sure you've done the same thing to law that I've done forever to my kid, which is in order when you get asked tough questions, you answer them literally in a way that's completely unbelievable. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of what you have to do. I mean, it's yeah. it's almost required. How can Santa fit through the chimney? Because he's so fat. He's magic. He's magic. <laughs> he's magic. Or, 
Or how did I get out of mommy's tummy? Okay, the doctor took this really sharp knife, cut mommy's belly open, and dragged you out by your head. No, really, how how'd that happen? <laughs> I was like, well, to be honest, that's exactly Mom, what... is that true? Am I a Surprisingly boy, enough, Mom? yes. Yeah, I used to tell her when she was a kid, she's like, Dad, what? I, I'm like, well, you're a boy. What? No, I'm not. Mom! <laughs> Nowadays, it takes a whole different connotation um did you know law what did you there was a there was a scene in the movie and they showed a high school and it said Shermer high school yeah the other Shermer high school was in the breakfast club it was the same shot from the breakfast club bro yeah i'm telling you it was cool i was convinced i was a boy when i was little yeah, no, I uh, I also convinced you that the word for look was behold. So she would go around, like I'd take her to the store, and she'd go, behold, daddy! My little pony! My little pony, behold, daddy, Barbie! People look at me, Shannon heard it one time, made me fix it. Fix it! <laughs> Alright. Yeah, I used to teach her the wrong words for all kinds of crap. It was just it was the way to entertain yourself as a father. That's yeah, I used all I'm to saying. come up to and be like, "Behold, Dad, my little pony." <laughs> Bye. Hey, I I changed my na- my kid's name to Bob for like six months. <laughs> no. <laughs> Were they little? Was she? Were they little? Or yeah. uh, elementary school? Yeah. See, oh. I even even got her a T-shirt that said Bob across. No. The, I'm telling you, dads have a different sense of humor. Okay, we change, find different stuff. We should funny. change Carrie's name to Kevin. <laughs> yeah, Carrie, Carrie, kick our ass. Like, there's no like Carrie doesn't have a sense of humor yeah. about that kind of thing. Beat your, me up. your sister is mean. She's related to your mother. Um, well, well, the the thing was is after a while, what it got used for was to get her attention. If you know you're sitting there doing like the that father thing of calling the kid's name, Beth, 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 and they're paying attention. The moment I went changed over and went. Bob, she just turn around and get pissy. So it was kind of like, see, it worked. <laughs> Bob, why why'd you pick Bob? Um, yeah, honestly, I don't know. <laughs> just because it was funny. <laughs> you look like a Bob to me. Your name is Bob. Yeah, Deal with it. look, dad jokes are universal. Okay, we uh, for some reason when we have kids, dad jokes just appear. It's a thing. I'm just saying. Why do you call me Bob? Uh. I I read we, we this. Have to, we have to come up with things of that nature to keep ourselves sane in yeah. a in an insane world, so that we don't cause harm to you or you know like. Call me Bob. Call you Bob. Yeah. I, I you know once you guys get to talk to her, I'm pretty sure she'll be uh, very very clear on the amount of psychological damage I've caused, though. <laughs> you ever have it come out the other end, and you know like she she develops some kind of weird issue, and you're like, oh crap, that was me. That was my that was my bad, y'all. I did that one. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, <laughs> now, I I read this earlier when I was preparing for the cast, and my world was a little bit shattered. In the shower scene, Kelly LeBrock was actually wearing a bikini bottom, and her nipples were covered in black duct tape. It must hurt to she take it off. She wasn't actually naked. That must hurt to take that off. I was, I was disappointed. No, like, imagine having that on. Like, oh, no, it's fine. It's fine. I'm sure that's not the first time that Kelly LeBrock has had duct tape on her nipples. That's all I'm Dad? saying. Dad? What? Shut up. She's had other modeling Shh. gigs. You were the one who took that dirty, not me. You were the one. 
Jacob. You did that. That Jacob. happened in no, your actually, head. Actually, I, I work in the cosmetics business. I know how this stuff works. I know how much duct tape is actually used with models on runways. Oh, they tape so. that all the time. I was in television for a long time, and, and they would have to tape things in all kinds of places and tape them into dresses so that their boobs didn't come out and tape microphones in and all kinds of stuff. No, they, they the models, if she's a model, she's been duct taped before. That's all I'm saying. Help. Help. Uh, it comes with the territory. Um, scare me. Now, Jake, was when they uh, when they were walking through the mall to get to the front entrance, was Pretty Woman playing or was it Oingo Boingo? Oh, that's actually a good question. I don't know. Uh, well, it if was you the had, final countdown, Avi. If you had the HD version, it was Pretty Woman, but with Van Halen. If you had the non-HD version, it was Oingo Boingo. No. If you had the law version, it was the final countdown. Yeah, nobody had that version except you. I had that version. Yeah, I know, because you're... You weird. had that version? Uh, we were actually watching the non-HD version, so it was on Gold Boy Go. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, I mean, I, I was watching whichever one Amazon had. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Kelly LeBrock, uh, when asked about like her role and what Lisa was, she says she's Mary Poppins with boobs. Oh, see, I I always I always thought for some reason I always thought that I'd heard somewhere that the idea was that she was a genie. See, that was more my thought. You know, question. like she was she was a very like very, you know, uh, I dream of genie type thing. I have, I have a question. Why can't she just make things? Like why? She why? can make things. Why? Because she's magic. Why is she magic? Because that's the way she was made. She was created in a computer. She was created in a computer. She had an IQ of three thousand. Or, or once again, she was a genie. She was, she was magic. Law. She, cre- she could create stuff out of air. She could control electronics. She could control people. She yeah. could put them in catatonic states. And <laughs> they're and not aging. Look, they're so turn happy. Turn them into giant frogs with elephant balls. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying you wouldn't want to screw with her. And then at the end. Kayla was like, why is she there? Why is she at the high school? I'm like, she's there. Like, she's decided it would be fun for her mission in life to be fixing all the nerds. So Make that's what she's going to do. She's going to give those those guys who maybe need some confidence some confidence. Nerdalicious. That's her job. Uh, and did you notice that even though or Lisa was made from a Barbie doll, but she also drives a pink convertible just like Barbie? It actually looks a lot like the, like in the Barbie movie. It looks a lot like the Barbie car. <laughs> they probably have of that. Well, probably was a Barbie car because it was like a bar, it was a Barbie. Probably was a Barbie. Car. No, the Barbie car was a pink Corvette. That was she, Lisa was driving a pink Cadillac. Mm-hmm. A uh, yeah, like a '59. If Barbie can go to the 50. moon, Barbie can have a freaking Cadillac. Uh, also, the jacket that Kelly LeBrock wore in the film, the uh, the black okay. one with all the rhinestones and stuff. Can, can we high five for '80s fashion? Oh my God, it was so good. I kept looking at everything she wore going, wow. I'm like not just somebody. talking about her. I'm talking about all of them. Okay, the Robert Downey Jr. fashion was not good. Okay, the combat boots, the yellow socks, and What the... was Chet's outfits? What that was, was on there? That was... Uh, also, he was complaining about it douche. snowing in his room. I look at the rest of the house. Your room's fine. <laughs> you know, I always thought that as a kid. I'm like, well, it's snowing, but it's not that bad. You know, but I like, mean, once the water melted, okay. everything would be soaked. Okay. Wyatt was wearing lavender cowboy boots with uh, gold chains on them. Lay. It it was it was the eighties. That's all I'm saying. What what were y'all's outfits in the eighties? Oh, I had parachute pants, which were prized possessions. Um, 
socks up to my knees almost. Oh, God. Um, Pumas. Yeah, that was, about, that was the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Adidas. Adidas. You know, yeah. Nike. Nike running shoes. That was before the basketball shoes. Yeah, came. I didn't like. I had Nikes, but before they were cool. Like when they were just like cheap running shoes that you could buy at Kmart or whatever. Kmart. Uh, no, seriously. And then they got expensive and cool and everything. And once they got cool and expensive, I didn't have another pair. Um, so, I mean, stuff like that. I mean, it was really dorky. What about like, you, Jake? I, I'm not far off from that. I mean, the, the only difference I had is that I went to a school with uniforms. So, I mean, oh. it was shirt and tie. Ew. Yeah. Yeah. No, no I agree with you. Ew. The jacket that Kelly LeBrock wore in the movie sold in Beverly Hills uh, in the Dinah collection for $25,000. And that's back in the 80s. $25,000 because Kelly LeBrock wore it. That's how much pull she had, Law. Was she pimping, Dad? She was pimping. Um, In fact, (laughs) she was so good and so over the top as far as better. Um, There were a bunch of actresses who auditioned for that role. Demi Moore. The the girl from um, uh, uh, One Crazy Summer that he had sprinkles with in the boat who played music. I, Demi Moore would not have played that. She, as well. that, she that would not have been for the, it. Yeah, Robin Wright from uh, Buttercup from The Princess Bride. So they just have to once again that fifty fifty. Yeah, Kelly Emberg, I who I, uh, who actually got the role for about three days and they went, oh, this isn't working, <laughs> and fired her. They just yeah, but, hire Kelly LeBrock and then make a Barbie that looks like her. Yes, and and Demi Moore at that point in life didn't have the figure to pull off Lisa. Well, the the thing is, Kelly LeBrock had three things that made her perfect for this. One was quite honestly the British accent. Two, there was nobody in the eighties who looked like that. I mean, she was unbelievably beautiful. And the third thing was, she was undeniably cool. Sicky. Just, no, she was. She was. She was. She had class. She was cool. She had the accent, and she was smoking. Um, it was like they, they couldn't have picked anyone better than that. Uh, so it, it was... Well, there, there's actually only one other person that I think could have pulled it off, but I don't think would have had the acting chops to pull it off. Uh, but she pulled off something similar in another John Hughes written movie, and that's Christy Brinkley. Christy Brinkley could have done it, but yeah, I don't think she had the acting chops to do it. Like, I know she didn't believed, have the acting chops to do it. Yeah, she wouldn't have believed. You wouldn't have believed that she was that cool and that in control of things. You yeah, believe she no, was you, that beautiful, but she wasn't. You'd, you'd believe her driving enough. down the road in a Ferrari, but not that right. Right, like you wouldn't believe she was in control of everything around her. It's it just doesn't work the same. She blonde. Yes, no, Sounds she like is. Blonde. She is blonde. Um, yeah, Christy Brinkley. You don't know who Christy Brinkley? Well, I guess why would you? Hold on. Well, she was married to Billy Joel for a period of time. She and, is the Uptown Girl. And she basically was the you know hot chick in the national uh, in the vacation movies. Oh, why she look like that? Uh, this is her young. Wow. Now, she is a real-life Barbie-looking woman back in the day. She doesn't look goofy. She is absolutely beautiful. No, she's she's beautiful. She looks like a less depressed Dolly Parton. A what? Like a less plastic surgery Dolly Parton. A less 
plastic click surgery that, Dolly click, Parton. Click on that picture right there. Yeah, that one right there. Okay, yeah, but she's 60 years old here, and she still looks better than most 30-year-olds. Like, you can't... Like, look, no. here she is with her daughters, and she still looks better than both her daughters. It's depressing how good that woman looks. And one of those kids is the kid of Billy Joel, who is not a fantastic-looking man. Cassie? Billy Joel? Yeah, sure, here. I will show you Billy Joel. Yeah, yeah he, he's not exactly what you would call... Well, in, in Law's word, oh. I don't think he slays. What? Yeah, he does not slay. He does not slay at all. <laughs> now, Let's look at Depressed Gru. Oh, yeah. <laughs> depressed Gru? Okay, in later years, yeah, he may look like look a Depressed him. Gru. Let's go Minion. <laughs> Taylor Swift next to him? Yes, it is Taylor Swift next to him. That is depressing. Well, the thing about Billy Joel is he is, depending on who you talk to, one of the greatest piano men ever to live. He is also a prolific songwriter and one of the most talented artists of his generation. Ew. Now, that said, Ew. he is he has a sparkling personality. He, he has is a sparkling, one of the most talented people he is not one of the best good-looking people, which is no. why he went into music. He has a sparkling baldwin head. Uh, well, he does now. But <laughs> he is... Uh, he... Uh, you know, I, I will also say, you know, goofy-looking or not, he did put on one hell of a concert. Yeah, it's, it, it, some of his music is some of the best of the 80s. It looks like he could probably bake it on top of his head. I mean, like, we didn't start the fire, the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Like, he has some prolific piano, man. Do you think man. if it gets hot, you could probably bake it on his head since he has no hair? Would you? Like, you are so mean. Look, here <laughs> okay. he is when he's a young man. All right, what about eggs? What about what? Can you cook eggs on Oh, his grippers! Yeah, see, his feet are out on that one. His grippers look goofy. I mean... They look like his... Cheeto toes. But, like, that's also his daughter. <laughs> okay? Like, and she... And then here's his other daughter. Look, like, look. His daughter's pretty hot. Now, she isn't her mother, who is probably one of the most beautiful... Like, you could say without fear of contradiction that Christy Brinkley is one of the most beautiful women of her generation. And she chose that? Well, for a while, yeah. They're not together now, um, as most uh, Hollywood romances are. But yeah, that's what she looked like back then. Okay? Like, when when Billy Joel wrote the song Uptown Girl, it was about her. Okay, this is she. She was the Sports Illustrated swimsuit model, right? Like, her, I mean, Kathy Ireland was a, a, a pale ghost compared to the shadow that this woman. The, uh, Kathy Ireland casts a shadow in this woman's presence. Actually, Christy Brinkley may be the first "quote unquote" supermodel. Um, I don't know if that's true, but she's close. real close. Yeah, she's close. I, I don't know who you would have chosen before her as a quote-unquote supermodel. Somebody famous just for being a model. Um, oh, what happened to her? Jan- Janice Dickinson is honestly quoted as the first supermodel. Like a Starbucks cup. That is the one that they say she looks like a Starbucks cup. Where are you getting this? She, okay, she looks like she has like a minivan with white like dirt on it. You are I have so 40,000 Starbucks down in my floor, but in my car, and I have the little thing from Bucky's on the back of my car. 
<laughs> You're just okay, mean-spirited. Well, there's also a difference that I don't think she's taking into account at the moment. Back at the time when Christy Brinkley was on, it was in all this, you had at best airbrushing to help you. You did not have all the photoshopping they're doing on right. models today. This is straight up, okay? Like Christy Brinkley sitting in a Ferrari. I'm showing the the like pictures of, of like classic Christy Brinkley. There, that's no Photoshop. Like she actually looked like that. That's how good she looked, okay? That was her real hair. Those are her real nails. That's her real face. Okay? She just looked that good. Sure, Tummy was that flat. I'm showing her like a swimsuit uh, cover model shot. Uh, Her tummy was that flat. Her legs were that toned. She was that tan everywhere. Her eyes were that sparkling. That's how good she actually looked. That was no Photoshop, no retouching, no anything. That's why she was on so many magazine covers, because she looked that good. Now, um, she, uh, she didn't stay that way, but she's still, even at 60, I mean, seriously, she's 69 and she looks like that. Well, she looks better than any 69-year-old woman has any right to look. Has ever looked. Right. Only Diana Rigg looked that good at 69. So you uh, I uh, like uh, Kelly LeBrock. Now, you remember Kelly LeBrock from this movie. This is the only place you've ever seen her. Hold on. I, I just spelled Keely. Kelly. God, I cannot spell Kelly. Well, of course, the keyboard's over here. LeBrock. All right. Now, that's what Kelly LeBrock looks like now, Law. Oh. Yeah, not so much. Okay. That's Kelly LeBrock now. Ooh. Now, compare it to then. Right? There's a reason people look at Christy Brinkley and go, holy crap, that's good genetics. Okay. <laughs> like, you can't maintain that. Most people cannot maintain that. Um, and when they try, they end up looking like Madonna. Right. Now, you can tell or here. Kelly LeBrock has had some lip fillers. She's had some work done. She's had a cheek job. She's had she's had a facelift. She's had some stuff. Okay, and probably Christy Brinkley has as well. However, uh, there's a difference, you know, between them and Dolly Parton. Right uh, now, Dolly Parton's had a lot of work. Can you done. search up Madonna? Ah, uh, you know, I'm 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 being reminded of something as I'm doing some googling on Kelly LeBrock, and I'm suddenly realizing why she disappeared from public life uh, for a while. Wouldn't you, after being married to Steven Seagal? Hmm. Yes, probably. <laughs> now that's Madonna. Now, okay, that's Madonna in when she was uh, about my age. That was Madonna. That's Madonna now. Ew. She looks yes. very Frankenstein. She looks like a Muppet. Yeah, no, she does look like a Muppet. That's exactly who she looks like. like she looks one, like a Muppet. Like that one blonde Muppet? Yes. No, you are 100% correct. Okay. Now, if you want to know, like, that was Madonna as I remember her. That's Madonna in the 80s. She was quite a beautiful woman. Then. What happened? Uh, age and too many plastic surgeries. The last time she really nailed it was when she put out uh, Ray of Light, which is her last real, I think, album that I looked at and went, wow, that woman is aging particularly well. Um, but she had had quite a bit of last round of her work done, and, and she hit here, I'll show you, Ray of Light. 
Now, that's a fantastic picture of her. She she looks great. I I think she looked fine there. Now, that was 20-some-odd years ago, but that's well, the last time that she had, like, significant work done. And they did, and she said, oh, I'm just doing yoga, and I didn't have any work done. Lies. Okay? <laughs> but she looks great. And then, as people in Hollywood tend to do, went a little too far and believed the doctors that, oh, no, we can take 20 years back off of you. No, you can't. Well, like... that's that's because that's because the doctor who did it made six or seven hundred thousand dollars for that crap. Right. And went, oh, yeah, no, you'll be fine. And she's she's uh, been no, in the well, public. No, wait, wait. The guy's not going, oh, yeah, you look fine. The guy's telling her she looks amazing. You look so much better. You look so much better. You look great. And she's been in the public life for so long, and she's been in front of everybody who's like, oh, my God, you're so beautiful, for so long that she cannot stand to let go of it. And that's really the, the trick to it. Like, a lot of times when you're – it happens to guys, too. They're, they're, people are like, oh, you've gotten old. And they don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> they, don't, they don't like it. Hey, I was at the the barber shop the other day, and uh, the the barber that was cutting my hair. I mean, they've got turnover in the place left, so the new person was asking how I wanted my hair cut, and I couldn't remember exactly what the other person had been told. And my final answer was, "Just make it look less pathetic that I'm losing my hair." <laughs> and the funny part about it is, she went, "Oh, okay, oh, okay, yeah, no, she knew exactly what you meant, <laughs> and she agreed with you." Because the man that came right before you said the same thing. I was at Walmart the other day, and there were two girls behind me, a little older than you, La. Oh, Lord. And, and they were, I could hear them. They were in ears. They were two people behind me, okay? And they're talking at normal volume, and I can hear them. And they go, what do you think of that guy over there? And she goes, which one? That one? She goes, oh, no, not the old one. The guy in front of him in the red shirt. And I looked in front of me. <laughs> And there's a guy, there's a kid, uh, probably about 20 years old in a red shirt, and I'm like, oh, man, I'm the old one. Not the old one. Not the old about? one, the guy Me. in the red shirt in front of him. And I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> and I turned right around, and I just, I couldn't help it. I turned around and looked at him, and they at least had the decency to go, oh, crap, that was an earshot, and looked down. Right at their phones, like, oh, crap. Whoopsie! He heard that, you know? <laughs> and, and the guy in front of me turns around. The guy in the red shirt turns around in front of me and he goes, joke's on them, I'm 32. <laughs> and I'm, I fist bump him, and he moves on forward into the line, right? Slay! <laughs> I'm like, dude! It kind of sucks, man. Dang, nay. Yeah, I know. It was oh. a little, it was a little hurtful. That's all I'm saying. It was a little hurtful. It's anyway. okay, me and Casey do the same thing. Now, La, on what? a scale of 1 to 10, uh, in, in fact, were there any kidnappings in this one? Uh, yes. In fact, there were. When the biker guys kidnapped Hill and Bev. Well, uh, hell, if you really want to talk about it, the what um, uh, Lisa kidnaps Gary. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, technically she does. Technically, that's right. Yeah, that's no, no, three no, that, kidnapping it, it, fits, it fits the technical and legal definition of kidnapping, especially considering the fact that he's underage. Yep. Yep. So we have three kidnappings. Eighty-style kidnap, kidnap. 80, 80 countdowns. Uh, La, on a scale of one to ten, one being the best cheese that you have ever tasted, and ten being the worst stinky cheese available. 
What do you give this movie law? Nine. Hated this one, huh? Oh, oh, ten! No, wait. Two! Two! Oh, okay. You like this one, then. <laughs> Anthony Michael Hall's cute. Anthony Michael Hall's cute. Okay. She likes the geeky ones, doesn't she? Does she does like the, the quiet, The little beer! <laughs> okay, so this one, the law rating is a two because she really liked this one. I think the only ones that get ones from you are ones with John Cusack in it. Yeah. <laughs> They're reserved for him. <laughs> They're reserved for John Cusack. Okay, um, I, I, I hate to correct you on this one, though. Uh, the, the Jake Ryan character is not played by Matt Dillon in 16 Candles. Who is that? His, well, his name is Michael Schofeling. Oh my God! Um, but, but, but no, no, no. I, I'm, I'm looking at him, going, I, I can see how you made the mistake, but yeah, no. Oh my God! D- d- I just realized something I didn't know about Sixteen Candles. The character played by Anthony Michael Hall is never given a name. He's just called Geek. Yep. That's the guy from Sixteen <gasps> Candles. Need- and I forgot about Long Duck Dong. Oh my God! I forgot about that. <laughs> Automobile. Oh, <laughs> and the and the worst part about it is, is that I've been telling people for 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 since I since then what's happened in hot stuff. Oh no, I forgot all about that. Is there? A, I need a movie. Thanks for letting me borrow the donger. Bro, I need a movie with um, freaking John Cusack, Michael, Anthony and, Michael Hall. Yes, him and then Matt freaking Dillon. And then Matt. <laughs> They're so cute. I don't think Anthony Michael Hall. And John Cusack have ever been in a movie together. Uh, I don't think I don't think that's ever happened. If that if, the, if Sixteen Candles ain't it, which you're right, it I've been thinking it's Matt Dillon for some reason and it's not. I don't think it's ever happened. If that's not one, search it up. I'm I'm trying to figure out whether or not there's a uh, relation because the uh, uh, Long Duck Dong's real name in real life is his last name is Watanabe. I'm trying to figure out whether or not there's a relation or if it's just like. Smith in Japan. I I don't know, uh, but yeah, we need to get we need to get sixteen candles in, um, and say anything. You're gonna love that one because that's John Cusack. That's like John Cusack's. Other than Gross Point Blank, it's like John Cusack's. I'm so glad you corrected me because there would have been an email about that. Um, I, other than Gross Point Blank, which happened in the '90s, say anything is probably John Cusack's most recognized famous movie. He's so cute. Oh, isn't that the boombox one? Yep, that's the boombox one, where he's standing there with the boombox until she comes and talks to him. Yep. He's so cute. That's Romeo and Juliet style. Mm-hmm. Yep. He <sighs> should have brought a bear. <laughs> he should have brought a bear. Would you Would you answer the window if he was standing outside with I a boombox? I would jump out the window. <laughs> I would jump out the window. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I would, I would, I would jump out the window. I would, I would be there. I would be on the ground. What's up? Hold on, be down. What's like, up, bro? No, Is that like, what you do? Well, considering the fact that we're showing her what the the celebrities look like today, have you shown her a recent picture of John Cusack? I don't spoil it for me. Yeah, no, she's seen it. No, she doesn't. But the like moment it. I see John Cusack in his young years with the bear and a boombox, me. Down, down the. Hold on, let me. No, see. I'm not gonna. Research, say anything. No, don't show me his ugly face now. No, no, say anything, John Cusack. Uh, let's see here, images. Look how cute! 
out. <laughs> there he is. There he isn't saying anything. He slays. He slays. <laughs> he slays. <laughs> he's got his little trench coat and his high tops, and he's holding the boombox for her. Oh yeah. Slay. Oh yeah. No, you would be. You would be all about it. You okay. would be all about I would it. Down the window with my broken ankles, and I would be like, Yeah. There's actually hey. two movies that I I would say are are John Cusack's finest work, and neither one of them happened in the '80s. One is John Cusack in um, uh, Girls Point Blank, and the other is John Cusack in High Fidelity. But anything else well, to say about Weird Science? No. But, okay. But. What? I would be throwing myself, healing myself over the window to go, go talk to him. To go talk to him and say anything if he had a boombox and he was standing outside your window? What? With a bear. With a bear? Yeah. Okay. All right. It's the final <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for being with us. Uh, we will catch you next time on 80s Cheese Movie Review with uh, A Little Shop of Horrors. Which I'll calm yourself. Uh, and and honestly, uh, John Cusack says probably um, Lloyd and Say Anything is the closest to himself or who I was at the time. It's just a great love story about people in the 80s, and we'll try. Uh, and we all tried to make it feel as real as possible. It was such a wonderful time, and I don't leave anything in the gym. We put it all out there. So this is the most closest to John Cus- who John Cusack was. Uh, you're gonna love that movie when we finally do that one. It's John Cusack, duh. Yeah, I know. You're gonna love it. I'm just saying. What? Uh, but thank you guys, and we will see you law and her backup dancers. We'll try and get it closer together uh, for you, Yepix. But um, you know what? We're at all at the mercy of Law's schedule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because she has like a social life and friends. And I was going to say, and, and, and Law is more social than any of us combined. Any of us. All of us. Even Shannon. Like, put us all together. We are still not as social as Law. Our, her calendar years. overfloweth with Flow social it. things. Elizabeth! <laughs> Elizabeth! Elizabethan, maybe, but yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, You guys take it easy, and we will see you next time. On behalf of your cheesy 80s movie crew, Jake, Kayla, and myself, thank you for listening, and thank you for downloading. You can find more of this cast on cheesy80smovies.podbean.com. And as always, don't slap pandas. Don't slap pandas.